because let me tell you something. So I went to How Can I Be Down as this just hip hop fan, a, a kid that just got turntables. Yeah. 1994, 95. I'm, I'm going, and luckily it's in my city. If yeah. not, I would never go there. Yeah. That started to show me, and this was, this is, I'm talking about years ago, Khaled. No, no, that's you not. You know, and then the little, little kid, little kid, two, three year old kid. So it started to show me the level you we were going. I always told him, I was like, it's, it makes me so proud to see the home team growing, to see where we, where we could take this. I'm saying right now, I look at everybody, you know, when we all came up. That's what I'm talking about, the era. Yeah, everybody. You look at everybody, we all so blessed. He, he like, I'm looking at everyone. Like, we super blessed, man. Like, you listen, and. both of y'all legends yeah. to me and y'all legends to the world, obviously. Mm. But, you know, personally, I know y'all. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, like, yes. you know, me and this brother go way back. Me mm. and you go way back. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you, you chose one of your best friends. That's my that's blood to me. You what? know what I'm saying? Um, his daughter is... is my yeah. goddaughter, yeah. your God son is my, family. Is my yeah. son's yeah, best my friend. Yes. You know, you have a beautiful wife, beautiful yes. family. We yes. love y'all. What's good, man? You checking out Agents Daily, and my name is DJ EFN. We'll have the Drink Chance Crazy Hood Productions. And right now, you're tuning in, Agents Daily. Let's go. What is going on, guys? Uh, my name is Weston Kirk. I got my man, DJ EFN, with us today. And in case you're unfamiliar with DJ EFN, he is, you know, came up as one of the hottest DJs of his time and then transitioned into now he has one of the greatest podcasts that is out there. Um, and, you know, if you are unfamiliar with any of the work that he's done, I just want to introduce everybody. You know, like I was saying earlier, uh, I, I really became more familiar with you guys as the podcast. I wasn't super in tune with the music that y'all were putting right. out at the time, but I did my research. And um, for anyone who doesn't know, DJ EFN has worked with people such as Outkast, Redman, Noriga, Wu-Tang Clan, Bun B, Ja Rule, Sean Paul, Joe Button, Lil Jon, David Banner, and too many more to really list on this. But, um, and then what's really respectable is um, while he was at the top of the music game, he then transitioned into the podcast game, which a lot of people in the music career kind of end with music. But he kept it rolling um, and, again, is still just at the top of that. Their podcast is called Drink Champs, and um, if you've been living under a rock, that is literally the best podcast that's out there. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. Appreciate um, it. But like I was saying, man, one of the first episodes that I really uh, tuned into you guys was on was the episode with Russ, and it, it really seriously was the most – it was really informative, it was really entertaining, and it was just the best interview I think I've ever seen. And um, Thank you. Like – it's funny because when I first started watching it, um, I was really looking for the, you know, the names of the newer generation that I've messed with that was uh, caught my attention. And I, I really wanted to, I always watch podcasts for the guests. Mm -hmm. And then as I watched more of them, I became really fond of you and uh, Nori. And, uh, you know, I, it's funny because a great example is Joe Button. Like, I, I did not like Joe Budden or his energy. Like, I, I was entertained by some of the stuff he was saying and some of the keywords he put out on the podcast and stuff, but right. I, I wasn't a fan. Um, I watched the podcast that y'all did with Joe Budden, and it really painted a different picture for me. And it ties back into the, the mantra or the uh, mission statement that you guys have with the podcast, which is you want to give people their roses while they're here. And mm -hmm. uh, I guess my first question as we hop into it is, what inspired that? Was because you and Nori were some were some hot artists at the time, and 
it, it just makes me wonder, like, did you guys feel like y'all didn't get the roses that y'all deserve while y'all were in the game or afterwards and, and you want to just give back to that community? Or what, what really inspired that, that you guys wanted to right. just give people their roses? Well, I mean, Nori was definitely the, the, the big artist, you know, in the mid-90s. And, and I'm, I, you know, me as a DJ, I played more of the supporting role and behind the scenes. I did a lot of, you know, behind the scenes stuff in the industry. Yeah. Um, but, you know, really, we, we didn't really think it all the way through like that. It's just something that organically happened, which I think is what's dope about Drink Champs. Uh, Nori, he had moved to Miami from New York. I'm, I'm in Miami. And he was working out of my studio in the early, like, around, like, 2007 area around there. And we started doing a show just for, for fun um, that was on Sirius satellite radio before it was Sirius XM, Sirius XM. So it was before they merged. And then we ended up doing it when they merged. And we did this show for like three years. And it, it looked and sounded like if people, there's some like clips, old clips on YouTube that you could, you could find. Uh, the show is called Militainment Crazy Raw Radio, which Nori named it. It had all of our names of all of our crews in there. Crazy name. Yeah. And, and it looked and sounded like drink champs. So we stopped doing that because I was managing a group called Mayday that signed to Tech Nine and, and we went on the road and, and Nori put out a new album with his partner Capone, CNN, and they went on the road. And we were always trying to figure out a way to do something similar to that, but without the constraints of having to do it every, you know, like a certain amount of time and, and put it out every week at a certain time. So a, my boy was telling me about podcasting. I have a friend that he's been a podcaster forever. He's in the podcast hall of fame, as a matter of fact, Gamertag Radio. Okay. And, and he put me onto it and, you know, just to make a long ass story short, it took a while to convince Nori cause podcasting wasn't a thing in hip hop yet. It wasn't very popular. Uh, but when he finally got on board, it took a couple of years. I had always had the name drink champs on the side. Um, it was something that we used to say a lot in our crew. And I just, you know, I told him, let's go. We got the name. He was ready to do podcasting. We got a deal with CBS radio at the time. And we just decided we were going to, just talk about what we knew, which was our era of the 90s, mainly, you know, 90s era hip hop. And then talk to people that are, that are peers from that era or just people in general that have the same passion for, for hip hop culture that we do. And that's where the whole thing came about giving people their their flowers, you know, and their roses while they're here. And, and then that's it just happened organically. Gotcha. Is that something, though, that's consistent within? Because, you know, what I've always said um, is which is funny because I'm not really from, I'm from a really small town in Texas. And uh, it's funny that I think that I'm even as influenced with hip hop as I really am. But right. I will say like, I think that, you know, when I started, it was with like, you know, obviously I, I think Wayne was the first person I listened to. And that trickles down to Drake, which trickles down to many people. But right. I really believe that the lyrics that they put out influence and raise sort of a generation. And I think that, you know, other people have said it too, but hip hop is sort of like a gospel to a lot of people as far as how people are raised on it. So do you think that with that being said, like, do you feel like that's something that's commonly misunderstood in the music industry is like how much of an impact that they really have and kind of how taken for granted, like Nipsey Hussle is a great example of like being yeah. taken for granted of like how much these people can really influence and then we don't love them until they're gone. Is that something that's pretty consistently seen or is that something that's only with like the greats? No, I don't think it's taken for granted, but I just think in music culture and maybe even more so when it comes to youth culture, 
you know, it's, it's, it's like you take life for granted in general. Um, and in music culture in general, no matter what age, you're just trying to live it up. You know, you're trying to live that lifestyle. And, and then the fans follow suit. They want to just watch you live that lifestyle. So they, they forget about like the man, the person, the human. And when some of, some of these artists that people love pass away unexpectedly, it's just like, oh, damn. Like, it's just like a reality check that basically yeah. we're all human. And then you start to look at the legacy they left. So, yeah, you, you know, because we've had a lot of, I mean, we've had a lot of people pass in the 90s for sure. But for some reason, it seems like it's gonna, maybe it's, maybe it's not younger, but it just feels that a lot, a lot more younger artists have been, have been, you know, passing away as of lately and unexpectedly. And it just feels more impactful. And I think it's stopping everybody to say, hold up, man, maybe we need to like appreciate these people while they're here. Gotcha. And, and even now with like COVID stuff, like, you know, Fred, the godson passed away. Like we've had, you know, you never know, like tomorrow's not promised. Right. So um, another thing I want to, to touch into is, and I'm not even playing, man. Like I, I like podcasts. Like I listen to podcasts mm-hmm. and I think that whenever I saw your guys, it kind of like, it, it like drink champs is the epitome of a podcast to me because it, it, it gives the everyday person a way to get their message out and build a platform for themselves. And it's so organic. And for just sure. the way y'all set it up is just like, again, like it's just organic. Like y'all, I don't feel, I've never seen y'all edit it. Like y'all just uh, set it up. Y'all have y'all's crew there. Like y'all have a good time. And then, you know, sometimes Nori will get a little, little too gone and y'all still just leave. Like there's just, it's nothing. Yeah. It's sometimes leave. it's too real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. And, um, you know, it's, it's really cool. And I know it wasn't always easy, like nothing, nothing of value is ever just easy the whole way through. And I remember, I think it was on the Russ interview actually, as y'all did, where you said, um, it was like nine months with nothing. Like y'all had no six months. It was six six months months. that we didn't get paid. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I just, you know, I'm curious, like I know there's like, and maybe there's a line, maybe there's not, but for any critics out there too, like, Obviously, I've seen success coming into it. Maybe y'all had enough to keep it running for the time being that y'all could sacrifice that. But what was it for y'all that um, kept it running for that? Like, you know, kept like were y'all even if it would have been twelve months, twenty four months, right. would y'all have kept that vision rolling and, until it came to fruition? Or what was the driving factor that kept y'all like believing sure. what y'all were doing? So look, I'm really like one of the things that I. I've done heavily uh, early on um, has been like focusing on marketing and promotions of, of my brand, okay. you know, whether it be my personal brand or my company brand. And even without money, I, I saw the, the importance of pushing your brand out there because eventually that will come back, you know, and provide you with revenue somehow, some way, because you know, the brand's out there. So both myself and Nori saw the value in if the podcast is doing well, with the fans and with the audience and the supporters, then it, that's value for us. That's money without us getting actual money. Um, yeah. Because that means that he could go and do music or he could do something else and he could promote it on the podcast and I could do another project or I could work with something, somebody else and we can come back to the podcast. And it's like, it's a place where we can promote whatever we want to yeah. the masses. So that that's where it was. And then just to give you a little background, we have an incredible team that works with us. Um, and what, I sat down with them early on and I said, look guys, there's no money in this right now. You know, you, you know, let's try this out for a certain amount of months and figure it out. But if you stick with us, once the money comes in, 
I guarantee everybody's going to have a paycheck here, you know, yeah. a consistent paycheck. And that's what happened, you know, and, it, and it's about being very clear with whatever team you assemble, being transparent is what, what I did and what we did. And, and then the team was there. We, we got some people we trust. There's a small team, homies of ours that we've worked with for years. And they, we all like basically we got in the trenches together until, until it paid off. That's what's up, man. That's yeah. cool. Um, and uh, with all that being said, like you said you wanted to promote maybe some other like businesses and other, any opportunities you have coming on. Can you give mm -hmm. a, like some detail on what those other businesses are? Like what else are you running between that? Sure. So, so like I said, I have a, for years, I, I've done a, I have a marketing company, marketing and promotion and consultant okay. company. I, I consult for, for brands and labels and, and whoever, you know, and, and same thing with marketing and promotion. So I had that company there and then I do management and I've done management for years. Uh, this plaque here is from the group Mayday that I managed, oh, cool. uh, a song we did with, with Tech 9 and Kendrick Lamar. Nice. Um, so I've managed several artists and then I'm, I've also in recent I don't know, five years or something, I've become a filmmaker. So I have this film series called Coming Home. It's a documentary series where I go to different countries, explore the country through hip hop. So that's something else. I put out music as well. I put out my first studio album in 2015, outside of all the mixtapes that I've done. This is an official studio album. Okay. So, so those are some, and then besides all of the music related stuff, I, I also parlay what I do in music into other types of fields like you know um, looking to like I, I have partners i do a liquor called colombian white um i have uh we have a lot of merchandise that we do i have my own brand crazy hood productions crazyhood.com and then we have the drink champs merch so it's just wherever we can take it that's you know we're just we hustle man you know what's up man and um so i'm gonna be honest with you i told you i told you i'm gonna get the modelos for yeah, it yeah, yeah. For um, sure. <laughs> uh I was a little bummed because I really, I really, really, really wanted to get the tiger bone. I, I was trying really hard, but the time, like between we set this up and between, yeah. you know, I couldn't get it in. I don't think you could find it right now, man. Cause it's, it's imported from China and, and with everything yeah. that's happened, it's going to, it's a lot tougher to get. Yeah. yeah and um, so it was, I was, I really wanted to have it. I have one right here that I'm never going to open until like some special occasion. I got you. Uh, do you, is there, uh, and I know you mentioned a lot of, did, did you start a, like a Michelada, like a, yeah, I was going to say that to you. Um, yeah. And you're in Texas, so you should know about this. Of course. You know, so Michelada, I'm a big fan of Micheladas. Uh, I'm originally born in LA. So, and, 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 and raised in Miami, but I have my, my roots in LA. And so, uh, you know, I'm Cuban, but I grew up around a lot of Mexicans. So that culture yeah. and Micheladas comes from that. And I just love Micheladas. And I hooked up with this, this company called Gold Michi Company. Okay. Um, and they're out of LA. And they have these uh, to-go Michelada cups that you could, like, buy in a liquor store or in the gas station. And has the, the rim on it. It has the powder. You just, you know, ice and beer or whatever other drink you want to put into it. Yeah. And I just, you know, I, I just love it. And so I'm doing my own cup now. It's called the Crazy Michi. <laughs> that's and, and yeah. So, so that's, that's going to be coming real soon. That's what's up. Um, yeah, I love I love the the handle that you had. I was trying to find you on Instagram for a while, and it was like I was like DJF, and it said, "Who's crazy?" Yeah, like, people can't find me. It's hilarious, most, man. That's the most gold handle you could ask for. Though. <laughs> Who's crazy? Yeah, that's that's the that's the slogan for my company, Crazy Hood Productions. Forever, it it was always "Who's crazy?" and it was rhetorical, like "We're crazy." Yeah, and, and that was the whole idea behind that. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to um drink champs, like 
you know, I mean, for me, to be honest, like I, like I said, I started this podcast in like February or March, somewhere in there. And I, and I put them out every day. Like I make something every day and I sell real estate. Um, and oh. it's, it's, it's a hustle, man. Like I, I'm always calling people. I'm always like trying to record something. And my mentality on it is like, uh, it's kind of like, I don't expect anyone to really, I'm so young and there's so many people that have been doing this for such a long time that I don't expect everyone to like listen to what I have to say and take that as business advice or anything. But mm-hmm. I follow uh, Gary Vee quite a bit and it's just like, he talks a lot about documenting it. And I feel like if I'm, if I'm working constantly and learning constantly and I can, you know, document the work and what I've learned for the day and keep putting it out, people will continue to come. But being said, uh, I've had, I had a couple people that I've looked up to on this podcast so far. And, uh, as far as like who I've had guest wise, like I kind of, as weird as it is, like I kind of fanboyed out the most when I had, when I'm having you come on oh, and, um, it, for sure. Like, and, and I wonder, you know, it makes me wonder, like, I know you've been doing this stuff for a long time. Is there anyone that you kind of, do you, I'm sure you don't like fanboy out or anything at this point, but who, who's been the guest on drink champs that you've been the most excited about? And, um, does that, does, well, I'll ask a second part, but the second part of that is, does that ever conflict with the best message and the best conversation? For sure, because you're nervous to talk to the person. I'll tell you straight up, and I've said it before, it was Ice Cube. Um, Ice Cube was my favorite, favorite. I mean, I don't want to say was, he still is, you know, but uh, my favorite artist um, growing up, NWA. Even when it was NWA, I, he, like, I singled him out as, a, as, a, as an artist. Like, he's my favorite out of NWA. And then when he went solo, it was crazy. So when we had him on Drink Champs, I was like damn near nervous and like stuck because I'm like, Oh shit, this is ice cube, you know? And, and, and he's such a big, you know, mogul now. Like he's just, he's just incredible what he's done with his career. So he's, he's been the one. So yeah. And, and even Nori, there's been times when Nori's fanboyed out too. And listen, at the end of the day, that that's what it's really about. Drink chances that we're actually fans of, of the people we have on. Cause y'all pick the people that come on like, Y'all. Yeah, yeah, we picked them. It's it's very rare that we don't do anybody that's on like a press run. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's never happened. Yeah. Um, but that's not our thing. Like, we don't want people to come because they feel they have to go promote something. We right. really, you know, we've loved it that or we love it that people come on just to come on. Yeah. And and it makes for better conversations. So so yeah, we're just fans of, of the music, we're fans of the culture, we're fans of the people we interview, and, and I think that that shines and shows through through the podcast. Right. So what, what would you say, um, your, I don't want to say goal, but like when you have people on like that, like what's the message that you want to try to convey? Like, what do you want to be remembered for when you have those conversations with people? I mean, I don't think that I, that I'm thinking, Oh, I want to be remembered for something very specific. Okay. And really and truly, man, it's funny. And I, when it when we sit down at the table, I kind of forget that there's cameras there. You I remember Alan saying that on that clip y'all put up. Yeah, yeah. Like we forget. I mean, I forget. I, I just try not to I wanna forget. Like I don't even want to think of the camera being there because then it changes the dynamic. But it really just becomes like, hey man, let's just fucking have a great conversation. Let's talk and you know, let it let the twists and turns happen. If someone feels uncomfortable, let that happen too. Like we want the audience to feel like they're listening to conversations that otherwise were just those or when these artists saw each other in passing or backstage, that's the type of vibe we want. And sometimes 
it, it, it gets awkward. And sometimes, you know, we're drinking and we get, we look dumb, you know, like we look dumb sometimes, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. So, I mean, I just want people to feel like they're really looking at some authentic, organic conversation, you know, as much yeah. as, as much as it can be with cameras. What, you know? what do you think? What do you think the most like, what do you think is the one that's gone like the furthest like the most organic or most authentic do you think it's gone there's too many of them but i'll tell you some of the ones that pop into my mind uh the dame dash one where nori got plastered i had to actually stop that at the end um there uh what else who else man uh 50 cent one was amazing the first puffy puff daddy one was was pretty incredible and pretty out so there. I was confused on the puff one because I was trying to find the full one, but I, I think I feel like I saw a bootlegged one or something that wasn't. There's two puff. There's two that puff was on. So there was the first one, which I would say, you know, they're both good. But the reason why I'm gonna be biased to the first one is because the second one I wasn't I wasn't on that taping because I was on vacation with my family, and the way that these the way that these podcasts usually go down is it's I like to tell people we're like firefighters and. Yeah. And we're in Miami. So if an artist says, calls up and says, hey, I'm in Miami. You guys want to podcast? You know, we just like the firefighters. And we just go. You're very short notice. It just happens. And it's very hard for us to do other things. It makes it difficult for our lives. So, you know, I have a family. I said, fuck it. I'm going on vacation. You know, let's try not to do anything. And then Nori hits me. He's like, yo, so, so you know, Puff and, and Jada Kiss and Fab. One. And I'm like, well, fucking do it. You know, like, just go ahead. Like, there's yeah. maybe like two or three that I'm not there you know um yeah and that was one of them so the first one is the first puff with me and that one's amazing and then there's that one which which actually went viral for some weird exchange between puff I saw and that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i'm like i'm glad i wasn't on that one then and i want to give like again this is a real estate podcast so i don't expect too many people to be listening to it for right. but i do want to give uh you got to be out of here at three right yeah i do i do okay okay Sorry, I'll, I'll keep it quick but i do want to give I think that Fab, it's phenomenal the way that – there's a lot of people that stay in the game for a long time and stay relevant, but, like, the way that he not only does that but stays, like, sounding, like, phenomenal. Like, he sounds yeah. – so, like, he could blend in with some of the newer guys. It's, it's insane. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what is the relationship like with Puff? Because I see Breakfast Club, I see, like, y'all's stuff, and y'all, y'all seem to have, like, a way to kind of joke with them and, and – you know, kind of poke at him a little bit. And right. sometimes being the boss or him being overseeing like Revolt TV, right? Like in uh, yeah. the, the channels, do y'all ever, is it ever a concern as far as like, do y'all ever worry about what y'all can and can't say about him? And Or, or is it like, is it just a, like a healthier relationship like that? I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Everybody's human and people get, you know, bothered by all kinds of things. And I'm not yeah. going to tell you it's never happened on Drink Champs. If he's there with us physically, um, there's been a handful of times that we've edited something, you know, on the show. It doesn't happen at all, like often at all, but it's happened a couple times. And let's just say, for example, with Puff, if we said something that went a little too far out of respect that we also have business with him and not just business, but Nori, ha you know, has a longstanding friendship with him. I've, as a marketer, I worked for Bad Boy and Ciroc for years as well. So I have a different history. Well, real and um, quick, real quick, while you bring up Ciroc, I'm gonna there take. You go. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take one for you. Real yeah, quick. yeah. <laughs> you gotta take the, cap, the cap, take off. cap off for it. Yeah. But you know, if we say something that goes far, and this goes for any artist that comes on Drink Champs, 
they can always at the end of the episode pull us to the side and say, Hey man, there was this, this, and this that I feel. And, you know, we'll take into consideration if it's, if it's, you know, reasonable ask to, to maybe edit something out. And for example, like if someone said something that might put them in a legal bind or something having to do with, with their spouse that maybe just might've came off disrespectful. Like there's things that are just reasonable that, yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll take that out. And so otherwise it's a free for all, man, because liquor does that liquor makes it a free for all. Yeah. It, but he doesn't, he doesn't ever concern. He never gets concerned about like, you know, like the image that he could be portrayed as he, you know, like, I feel like he wouldn't, but it's just a, it's Who, a question, it's something yeah, that I've thought of it. Like, you know, like I know a lot of people in the industry will get weird. That's what I'm telling you. Watch that first puff interview. He was in rare form. Like <laughs> I didn't expect him to get as crazy as he got. Like, yeah. Like he was out drinking us. Like he was forcing us to drink more. It was it was pretty crazy. Gotcha. Well, good deal, man. Um, that kind of wraps it up. I know you're I know you're low on time and everything. I want to take this. Uh, I don't I don't know if you got a shot on you, but I'm gonna take. This no, one. I got a little energy just drink. <laughs> you had me fooled. I thought you had a Modelo with the. Nah, uh, nah, nah, man. You know. <laughs> but um, good deal, man. Well, I'm gonna take this real quick. Yo, appreciate it, and you know I'm definitely down to 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 come back and want to have a little bit more time. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Cheers. Let's do it, man. We should. Right, brother. I'm great. Uh, is there anything coming up real quick that you want to promote or anything that you have coming um, up? Sure. I know it's, I know times are weird, but yeah, I mean, I just want to say, just visit our, 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 you know, online destinations to support everything we're doing or to find out about new things. Crazyhood.com is, is my company. And then we have drinkchamps.com and you can buy merch on both of them. And you can find out about my documentaries, the coming home series, my album at crazyhood.com and just follow the handles at DJ EFN Twitter at who's crazy Instagram. And yeah, at drink champs, everything. Good deal, man. Well, honestly, thank you so much for hopping on this. I like, huh, no doubt. I appreciate it so much. And uh, I'm going to keep watching your stuff and best appreciate of luck it. with you and your business endeavors and all the stuff that goes on with it. So thank you, man. Um, Likewise. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'll cut it here. But, bro, if, uh, if you ever could get Nori on, too, and we could have a have a three-way Zoom or something, we could do a real, like, real Agent Staley happy hour uh, drink champs collab or something. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely work on that. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Good luck. All right, brother. Take it easy. Peace. <laughs>